You're listening to a Fit Plus Love production. I'm a therapist at heart. I'm a true believer that if you have that mental side, your body will also help you. That was Melinda DeSetta. This is Marnie Salop. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Marnie on the Move. Each week, I will be inviting interesting, innovative movers and shakers to join me on the show and share their story. You will discover and hear from thought leaders, experts, influencers, and entrepreneurs from the worlds of wellness, sports, beauty, fitness, fashion, and more. Marnie on the Move will feature an eclectic mix of people I know, work with, and think are generally doing cool things. On each episode, I sync up with my guests about life, career, and training, and showcase their expertise and story. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Marnie Salop. If this is your first time here, I'm also a triathlete, runner, yogi, windsurfer, entrepreneur, and founder of beauty, fashion, fitness, and wellness brand strategy and communications company, The Salop Group, and co-founder of Fit Plus Love, an experiential and digital production and content company, producing New York City's biggest fitness festival, top podcasts, and more. I really enjoyed syncing up with today's guest, Melinda DeSetta, a licensed psychotherapist and hypnotherapist. Melinda is the founder of Insight Council Center in Miami, the host of Melinda in Miami podcast, YouTube channel, and blog. Melinda takes a therapeutic approach that focuses on the root of the problem through deep analytical work and using hypnosis to create quick, effective, and long-lasting change. She founded her private practice specializing in adult therapy for relationships, dating, sex, sports performance, and most recently has been seeing an influx of teens frustrated by COVID. On today's episode, we're talking about hypnotherapy and its many benefits across all realms of mental health. Of course, we do a deep dive into the benefits of hypnotherapy for athletes looking to boost confidence, overcome limiting beliefs, and mentally heal from injuries and setbacks. Melinda also shares how hypnotherapy helps with anxiety, relationships, weight loss, and more. Plus, Melinda shares how her business has expanded during COVID times and her new normal. I hope you enjoy what you hear. If you do, leave us a review. It's easy. Head over to the app on your phone, scroll through the Marnie on the Move podcast, click on the five stars, click on leave a review and tell us what you love. You can also share the podcast with your friends on your social media channels. Share a link or a screenshot on Facebook, on Instagram stories, or on LinkedIn. Last but not least, don't forget to sign up for our newsletter, which goes out every Thursday night. So you can catch up on the latest topics, the latest podcast guests, and some of the amazing offers we have from our sponsors at Money on the Moon. Now, on to the episode. But first, a word from our sponsors, Mad Ritual CBD. Today's episode is fueled by Mad Ritual CBD. Mad Ritual CBD has changed my recovery game in a really big way. Get ready to recover like a rebel with these awesome, high-quality, CBD-infused products. Their CBD balm is off-the-charts amazing, and I'm not the only one that thinks so. Mad Ritual has 100-plus five-star reviews. The balms have five simple organic ingredients— coconut oil, shea butter, olive oil, plant wax, CBD, and different blends of essential oils. Personally, I prefer the eucalyptus and peppermint. They also offer a terrific CBD-infused total recovery supplement. Not just for athletes, the products are formulated to ease all of the aches and pains that come along with being an active human. So, 
if you are sore from life. Mad Ritual gets it. Founded by women athletes and active entrepreneurs, they are committed to helping active folks bring more balance to their lives. Mad Ritual is offering Marnie on the Move listeners 15% off. Head over to their website, madritual.com, and use the code Marnie on the Move. Now, on to the episode. Tell me a little bit about your practice and where you began and what you're doing now. And I have a private practice in Miami. And I help adults, individuals who are struggling in the relationship with dating, sexual challenges, but also I'm a certified hypnotherapist, which means that I'm able to do therapy along with hypnosis. And I think the combo of the two creates like this amazing result. And I'm really excited. I'll get into it and tell you a little bit about how I do it and how I can. So let's just start with hypnosis. Today, we're going to be talking about hypnosis and how it can help athletes become more successful in sport and help them with overcoming injuries and pain. But let's just like dial back to where hypnosis began. And some people are naysayers. Some people have tried it and they love it. (laughs) You know, we we always have a mix of the two. So, yeah. And I think we have to start with this idea of like a myth buster, right? Like I don't do stage hypnosis. So if you've gone to hypnotist and you've seen people doing some crazy things on stage, this is not what I'm doing at all. My hypnosis is just a deep state of relaxation. So there's many different levels as we call them, levels one through five. So stage hypnosis, you are in level five. With me, you're level one or two or three. You're still completely conscious and you're not gonna do or say anything that you wouldn't do in your everyday life. But what it is, is you're in this deep state of relaxation. And when you're here, your subconscious mind opens up. And how does that happen? So through hypnosis, I'm guiding you. I'm talking to you. I'm putting you you into a relaxed state. And you're listening to my voice. And by listening to my voice, I'm distracting your critical faculty, which really is your critical thoughts and your ego. So by distracting that, what I'm saying can really get into your subconscious. And it's really effective for people who have some deep-rooted challenges, you know, deep-rooted self-esteem issues, deep-rooted self-doubt. And sometimes they're just really hard to get at through talk therapy because your critical mind is like defending it. So that's why it's helpful. For those people who, you know, maybe they are super knowledgeable listening to this podcast, but for those who are not totally dialed into hypnosis and hypnotherapy, where did it begin? Right. And I think that's such a common question. And I like to point back is oftentimes you'll hear us saying like, oh, you're so mesmerized. Or like when you're daydreaming, be like, oh, shoot, I was was just mesmerized in that. But actually, you're speaking of the man who created hypnosis. So his name is Franz Mesmer, and it was all the way back in 1779. So you're talking centuries ago. And his theory was really interesting, and it's actually slightly relevant today. So Mesmer had this idea that we have this fluid through our whole body. In our body, we have this layer of fluid, which he called animal magnetism. 
But he had this idea that in order for us to be physically healthy, if you think about it, like physically healthy from disease back then, and he did also bring apart to be mentally healthy. So the physical side and the mental side, he was attuned to. But he was saying this had to be equal for your whole body. And it's similar to what people will talk to today about energy, you know, having energy through your body. But he had this idea that it was fluid and he called it animal magnetism. So what he would do to cure people would be, he would take magnets and he would try to draw this fluid to places in the body where it wasn't. And turns out magnets were actually not effective, but what was effective and he didn't even know he was doing it was while he was doing this treatment with the magnets, he was saying, after this treatment, you will feel better. <laughs> Have the courage to feel better. You can do this. Like, this is going to cure you. And they found the power of suggestion. Interesting. And then later, we call it hypnosis. But some people still refer to, like, I'm really mesmerized in that. So I think it's kind of interesting that we're saying this idea of mesmerized, but it really was this man back in 1779 who came up with this. So it's been around for centuries. Hypnosis wasn't really on my radar as anything I had been thinking about at the time, but I was watching Ratched on Netflix, which is an awesome show if you haven't watched it. And I got your email about hypnosis for athletes and I just thought, wow, this is something that is very interesting. It certainly perked my curiosity as to how it could help with athletes and generally overall mental health. I feel like hypnotherapy, I think it's making a really big comeback right now. Completely. It's making a huge comeback and it's almost becoming like a little bit too trendy. One thing I thought in the show that was really interesting though is you notice that they use the spiral. Right. And I have used the spiral because for some people, relaxation is really difficult. So I've used a pendulum, I've used a spiral, and that will help people relax. So as much as you think of like these stereotypes and what we were seeing in the show, they can be helpful. Right. So what are a few mm -hmm. ways that you're using it now in your practice? So a few ways that I use it weight management. So whether you're looking to lose weight or just manage your food intake, it's extremely helpful. Uh, sexual functioning, uh, self-worth and self-esteem is really effective because that is rooted in your core self, your subconscious mind. So as much as we tell ourselves, I'm proud of myself, sometimes we just don't feel it. So it's really effective in that. It's effective with anxiety, depression, really effective with phobias and pain, actually. But it's anything that you have a belief associated with. Right. So hypnotherapy, I mean, can be used in a thousand different ways. But those are just some of the ways that I see more in my everyday practice. I think it would be great to use it for athletes. I mean, for example, I have this fear of swimming in the open water in the ocean. And it really, I'm a super strong swimmer. Mm -hmm. And anybody that listens to the podcast knows how much I complain about swimming. But it's one of those things that in my life, I really want to overcome. And I know part of it's rational, part of it's not. Like the part that's not is that I'm a great swimmer. But, you know, the part that's rational is the ocean can be rough. So I got to find the balance between the respect and the fear. I'm sure you could tell me a million times how good I am and how nothing's going to happen. And as soon as I get down to the water and there is a wave and I have to swim past it, I am running in the opposite direction. 
Right. And that's because I'm sure you've told yourself that a million times. I'm sure other people have told you not to fear it, but it really is like the conscious mind, the critical thinking that doesn't allow it to bypass, to get into your core thoughts and like challenge some of those fears. And that's where hypnotherapy can be effective. So what are some of the things you might say to other athletes that have similar issues, maybe not specifically swimming, but generally overcoming mental challenges when it comes to racing and training? Yeah, well, first, like I, I know with athletes, they want to achieve their optimal zone of functioning. And to get to that place, it's physical. You have to have the muscle and the technique. So it's part physical and it's a huge part mental. And I'm a true believer. I'm a therapist at heart. Like I'm a true believer that if you have that mental side, your body will also help you minus the foundational pieces. But so how do we help an athlete like get to the optimal zone of functioning? Well, I always use their words. So what would that look, what would optimal zone function look like for you? What would you be doing? You know, and we paint that picture while they're under hypnosis. Out of hypnosis, I also ask them, like, what do they ever say? Like, I can't do. No, I don't think I can do it. I don't think I can do it. Like, I have apprehension. Right. These different things. Like, where's some of that anxiety? Some of that self-doubt is the therapy part. And then what we'll do is when they're conscious, fully awake, we'll think of, challenging that negative statement you know I always say like put in a positive affirmation and then I'll read that back to them while they're under hypnosis and it's the most helpful when I use their words because their brain is able to conceptualize their words metabolize it and truly adopt it and then having a few of these sessions like I would say it depends how much growth you want to do but you can see results after the first session in just that confidence level and thinking I can see myself doing it. I saw myself doing it in hypnosis. I can see myself doing it in my everyday. And then you'll see that confidence building and then the body catching up. But it, yeah, you're right. It's, it's effective for performance anxiety, confidence boosting, increased focus. I like that one too. And, and healing from an injury. So talk to me about how it helps with healing from an injury. Yeah. So I think that one's really interesting because a lot of people, especially if it's their first injury, they'll be afraid that they don't want to hurt it again or injure it. So you'll oftentimes find uh, yourself like babying it and maybe damaging other parts of your body. Right. You know, we've seen that before too. So while they're under hypnosis, what I do to get them there is relaxation, getting all the tension out of the muscles. And while they're in hypnosis, still releasing some of that tension. And then I direct all their focus on the healing of that part. And I would read scripts to them about every day your body heals, every day your body is growing. Think of how every minute your body is healing itself. And then I'd go to like, you can hear and feel the muscles growing and healing. So what I'm doing is I'm really just sticking into their subconscious mind, like making clear focus that it is healing. And then after they wake up, I'll give them like a recording of the session and they'll listen to it at night. You know, before they're going to sleep, when they're really relaxed, they'll listen to it again. And the more that they listen to it, the more that they adopt those statements and truly believe them and quit babying whatever part of their body that they were babying from the injury. And it helps them get past it. I mean, it doesn't heal them. They have to do physical therapy or, you know, the physical part. But mentally, it helps them get past the fear of re-injuring themselves or, 
you know, just coping with actually being injured. Right. And I like how you bring up other practitioners because I like this statement called the dream team. So I don't work alone. Right now, you know, if I'm working with somebody for weight management, that's a scary one. I have to be very careful not to make someone averse to food. And why does this person want to lose weight? Is this an eating disorder? So I am working with either their primary care doctor. I'm working with their nutritionist. Like there's always communication. So even in when working with an injury, if you have a physical therapist, I want to know their name, their number, and for you to sign off for me to talk to them. Right. Oh, wait, you're, you're done with physical therapy. Well, I think maybe I should just do a follow-up with them. Yes. Very smart. Yes. And that, that is the dream team. Like we don't work alone. Right. You know? So yeah. And that's a, a very good point to bring up. <laughs> a lot of my work is doing a lot of consults with the client and their other practitioners. What's the process for someone wanting to work with you considering COVID times? So ideally, I thought pre-COVID that I want I wanted everyone to come in. It was a necessity. Come into my office. I have this great comfortable chair. I'm going to turn the lights down, make it super calming for you, easy to go into your relaxation. But then everything shifted and we had to shift too. So what I've been doing is on my online platform through my practice, uh, I asked the client, okay, prior to the session, set your room, turn the lights down, create a comfortable position, whether it's in a reclining chair or you're choosing to lay on a couch, maybe turn some background spa music on, a candle, whatever, and then set the camera facing your face. That's all you really need to see. Um, just in case like you want to tell me something or if your eyes start fluttering, that just lets me know that you're going deeper into hypnosis. But you can do it from home because really, I never touch you. It's all just me guiding guiding you into this. So it's effective over a streaming service like Zoom. Wow. And the, yeah, it, yeah, and it was hard for me to get on board, but I actually have seen people almost more comfortable in their own home because I think there is taboo around hypnosis. And so people are a little bit apprehensive. So they feel a little bit calmer in their own home. Yeah. I like being in my own home doing stuff too. I mean, I feel more comfortable here and I don't know, I've kind of gotten used to exercising on zoom and having meetings on zoom and talking to people on zoom. So I I mean, the only thing I'm not doing on Zoom is recording the podcast. <laughs> and I think it works because or the whole point of hypnosis is relaxation. And so sometimes if you're really hurrying to get to my office or like you hit traffic or in New York City, you know, like it's busy on the subway. Then once you get to me, we have to do a few things before we can just jump into hypnosis because you can't just go 100 miles per hour to relaxation. So I think it actually makes the session more effective and the first session would be around 90 minutes because i'm a therapist so i want to ask you questions i want to know where your unique challenges are because i use your words and i use your challenges and i put them into the script because it's really unique process i want to know about your past accomplishments because if i know where you have accomplished in the past whatever you define that as i bring that up and i recall that feeling 
while you're under hypnosis. Do you remember what this felt like? Oh, tell me what it felt like. Oh, you can feel all that confidence right now. And then I'll tell them, well, if you can make yourself feel the confidence in this moment, you can also take this outside of hypnosis and bring in that confidence before you start your next race. Right. And I really like try to make it unique to their own limiting beliefs, past challenges, past accomplishments. And everyone has limiting beliefs. Yes. How do you tap into that part of the psyche for other people and get them to really come forward with that? Right, right. The limiting, and you can go back to your feelings around the water, right? Like you can, oftentimes you'll tell yourself nothing to be afraid of, but I still have this, what you call like that irrational fear. And other people can tell you, right, that is all your conscious mind. That is where you operate from when you're thinking. You and I are using that conscious mind right now. Right. But a lot of our fear lives and directs our behavior from the subconscious mind. And that's where the limiting beliefs live. And so that's why hypnosis is effective because as I'm talking to you and putting you in that relaxed state, I'm distracting that conscious mind. And then what I'm saying, the content of what I'm saying is actually being heard by the subconscious mind. So you may not feel 100% different after one, two, three, four sessions, but it will be less powerful. And I really think there's power in that because as the fear decreases, you're challenging it. You're working through it. I always say fear either needs to be challenged or it grows. Yeah. Well, we'll have to do it next summer when I can start swimming again. Yes, I would love come to. down to Florida <laughs> and you can, there's can a lot of ocean will practice. Yes, totally. If you could get me to swim in the ocean, that would be huge, huge. <laughs> <laughs> Athletes aside, we're living in these COVID times and people are stressed. People have fear, anxiety. I mean, hypnosis is really great for some of yeah. those things as well. And I'm sure that's a big chunk of your clients, right? Yes. And I've kind of even just noticed in myself, and I've heard my clients saying this too, that there's this kind of being in the house, this feeling of fatigue, they're lethargic, a little bit more depressed symptoms. So I put on my website uh, for free, you can go and download it, this download of me speaking. It's a progressive muscle relaxation and it's about eight minutes long, but I actually love it because it's only eight minutes and it feels almost like a massage, but it actually energizes you. So it walks you through like relaxing your body and then it turns your mindset into how to be the most productive and effective the rest of the day. I really find it helpful. I, I know my clients have found it helpful as well too. and. It's free. I hope people can go out and enjoy it. Yeah, that sounds amazing. I think people are just kind of like distressed and fatigued and just not as like motivated as we were. Yeah, I think it's very murky times and everyone's trying to to navigate. So yeah, that sounds great. So you can find it through my Instagram. Might be easier. Right. That's at therapy with Melinda therapy with Melinda. That's your Instagram handle. Yeah. Or you can go to my website. It's insight-miami.com. Awesome. That's so cool. And now, I mean, I know that you don't just do hypnotherapy. It's one of your many specialties that you're practicing. I'm basically everything matters of the heart. So I work with a lot of couples who are experiencing relationship challenges, communication issues, sexual challenges. And I also work with individuals who are in a relationship and they're struggling or an individual who is looking 
for someone to date or having trouble with dating, having trouble expressing themselves in order to attract somebody else. So it's basically matters of the heart. And you have a very broad demographic. The ages that I primarily work with would probably be about 25 to 45. That's basically who, who comes to my practice. And I work with a lot of couples. Right. And I work with couples who are are looking for, like I said, the communication, the sexual piece. That's really where I hit home. Also, I'm writing a dissertation right now. I'm writing my PhD in sexology, and I'm writing a dissertation all about sexual satisfaction in couples who differ in their age. So that's very niche. It's very personal to me as my husband is 18 years older than I am. So I do work with couples who just have challenges in, in a few different areas. Have you seen the increase in couples over the last six months after everybody's like been with each other 24-7? I have. And I think the reason was anytime we have a change in our life, there will then be a change in the relationship. And even though let's say the change is good, people oftentimes have anxiety of the unknown. And I think when, when there was a lot of change, whether it was the financial or both people were working at home or there was somebody that was all, already home all the time and now they're both home, it was this change. And I think that just created a lot of anxiety for couples. And then they didn't know exactly how to communicate that or create that new dynamic. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, I mean, I think in, you know, in our home, I mean, we had to, well, in the middle of all of it, we moved, but I mean, I always have been working from home and I have like an area that is my space. <laughs> and, and now like everybody who's just been like moving around the house and we're all like, it's all worked out now. But <laughs> and right. And so I think a lot of what you were experiencing and, and a lot of people, right, it's the idea of how do we create this new dynamic? Yeah. And it was so black and white. And especially in New York and Miami being like the epicenters at the beginning, like it was very black and white. And with all the stress from the outside, we always bring that into our relationships, whether it's an intimate relationship or just friends around us. And just trying to create that new dynamic was yeah. shocking, I think, to a lot of couples. And for people who have children, like yeah. trying to implement that into. <laughs> I feel really lucky because even though like my partner has a daughter who's 12, mm -hmm. we are really lucky because she's just like super self-sufficient and independent and is like basically so happy living in her room <laughs> she's like oh that's so great I mean right? but you know like not ever not everybody's kids are like that so it's been I know it's been challenging for friends and you know we were able to kind of like separate even though we live in Manhattan and have like our own space but I know that it hasn't been easy for a lot of people so it, exactly and my phone actually started ringing for a lot of adolescents for the first time that's interesting. Which, yes. It, yes, it was. And, and I, I always talk to the parents, right? Like, okay, what are your goals? And a lot of their goals was they just need a space to vent whatever they want and just let them say whatever they want. And I think that was a new reaction from parents that I had. And I don't even specialize with children, but I think I can be very welcoming to adolescents and a little bit educational and how to create a healthy relationship. <laughs> I hear a lot of adolescents have been going through tough times because of COVID and the lack of socialization. I'm seeing their parents call me and say, can you please give my child a place to just release all of their emotions? And so much less focus was taken away on the goals 
and I thought that was actually really helpful. I think that opened up therapy to actually be a little bit more effective. And more about just the conversation and the process. Yeah. And I think children also learn a lot from conversation versus a lot of the homework assignments that, you know, when when children go to therapy, oftentimes it'll be a little bit more technique based and they'll teach them different coping skills and working with an adolescent in just a time that they're really stressed and having a parent just say, like, let them vent it out to you. Right. And I'm sure they like talking to you. I think they do. And then they'll, you know, they start following me on social media and they'll be like, oh, I see you're really into relationships. Let me tell you about my partner. So you are <laughs> okay. seeing adolescents. I I have never in the past, but with this COVID time, parents were calling and I had to say yes. Yeah. <laughs> I had to. <laughs> so have you, I'm sure you're learning a lot from these kids, right? I mean... I, I am because I think even with the COVID time, the online dating ramped up for them. Right. Are they on apps or they're like, how are, how are kids meeting people? From what I know, it's a lot of fr- um, friends of friends. Okay. Right. So here's so-and-so's number. And it was a little bit of, okay, let's talk about though, like what are healthy relationship skills? Like what can we re- expect from a potential dating partner? What do we share? How about not sharing any nude pictures? So there was like <laughs> a little, a little bit of like, this educational piece. And I really found it fascinating because I was like, this is my opportunity to kind of talk to adolescents and educate them on healthy boundaries, healthy relationship. What do we, what should we expect in a partner? Yeah. Because I see nowadays, you know, just being here in Miami, like even with adults, a lot of couples, like it just seems like some of those basic foundational pieces of respect and listening to each other went out the window. Yeah. You know, I, I see a lot of that coming in my door. So I really took advantage of this. And I was like, I'm going to teach you how we effectively share our feelings, how we tell someone what we're expecting from them in a relationship. How did you get into this? Like, you're so good at what you do. Like, how did you get into this career? Oh, thank you so much. Well, again, with like a little bit of the hypnosis, I truly believe that our past experiences, our thoughts, everything we've been through stays with us and it impacts how we make the decision that we make in this very moment. So how I choose to go about my day, how I choose to answer an email, how I choose to answer my phone, a lot of that is based on what I've experienced in my past. And I just think that's really fascinating. And for some people, if we've been through something hard, we can have that come out in our day. We have a trauma or, you know, we've just had really tough challenges. And so how do we make it so that we can be our happiest selves right now? And I do. I really love it's like it's a part of me. I always say I'm a therapist at heart. I didn't choose this profession. It's just me. (laughs) What did you think you were going to do when you were in high school? Like, were you on this track or did you did you have other goals or what were you thinking? Like, I was a a little bit strange in high school. I started volunteering for no money (laughs) at the hospital and I just sat there and read the charts. (laughs) it's so weird and I only would read one piece and that was like their background like their biopsychosocial of where they grew up who their supports were like what they experienced substance use that's all I did and nobody really seemed to care because I was so young and I had the clearance to read it and they weren't paying me so they didn't expect much but I literally spent summers and hours just reading and where are you from people's charts I'm originally from Minnesota, like a small, small town, 
in Minnesota. Uh-huh. And it was really hard growing up there because this wasn't something people weren't talking about their histories, their ethnicity, like their past traumas, their substance use in the way that I was so interested. And then you throw in the whole sex piece, which threw everybody off. Like my parents still don't tell their (laughs) friends what I do. That's so funny. I'm like, but those are exactly who you should be telling. Right. Because if they can have a resource or someone to follow on Instagram or something just to give them some tips or things to know in secrecy, like that's that's okay. And I still get today, oh I like your I like the content you put out, but I could never like it because I don't want anyone to know that I liked it. Oh, that's interesting. I'm like, but that's exactly why you should like it. Because there is somebody else in your small town too that is feeling the way you are or has questions. Yeah. And it could change it could change for them, right? Like you we have to kind of break that. So and now, I get that a lot though. You do. You can't I, like your stuff. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I could see that. Um yeah. and it is a vulnerable topic. I yeah. I will totally give it to you. And and there is stigma. And that's why I put it out there. Right. Because I feel a lot of people don't want to come in. A lot of people don't want to ask friends. A lot of people don't want to talk about it. But here's like a free space that you can just read about it. Your job, right, is is helping other people with their mental health and mental wellness and keeping mm-hmm. them, you know, positive in a good space, helping them. Like, what do you do for yourself to stay mentally well? Yeah, that that's a good question. It was really hard for me because my favorite thing because I just enjoyed the atmosphere and the event was I really enjoyed going to my workout class at Equinox. I liked the culture. I liked the vibe. I wish I was as great of an athlete as you. I'm not as creative and I do not push myself. So optimal zone of functioning, like I need to go into hypnosis myself. (laughs) But when it closed, that was awful. Like it was awful. And then I had a lot of like body image stuff coming up. So it was like this whole train of, you know, stuff that, that came up and I was like, everything that I relied on to make me feel better is gone. And so it was a little bit of a doomy place, but we have to switch. And so I think I did some more walks here. I think I became really attached to my dog. I started watching more reality TV because it made me laugh more. I love a good TV show. I love movies, but I couldn't watch serious movies. I had to just put like reality TV so that I could just laugh for an hour. And that has been really effective. That's like my savior now. (laughs) I started binge watching. Like I don't usually have the luxury of time either. And when we were I guess it was the beginning of March. As soon as the governor said, you know, we had to all stay inside, Mm -hmm. I just started binge watching TV. And also, you know, at the same time, like parallel, I lost a lot of clients and I wasn't as busy. Mm -hmm. And I started focusing Mm -hmm. on me because a lot of my work, you know, is outward. So I took Mm -hmm. that time to really work on like things I wanted to do, like binge watch shows on Netflix and listen to a million podcasts yeah it was it felt great I'm like re-energized and crushing it now so exactly I feel like this COVID also came at a time in 
in people's lives too, where many, many people were packing their calendar as much as they could. Yeah. I was getting so many no-shows and people showing up late more than I ever have in my career. And I think a lot of it was too, was people were overbooking themselves and they were just really busy. Uh, they were running late because they had so many other things before. So I, I think it was a black and white shift for so many people. Yeah. I mean, I feel like things are starting to get busy again. And I feel like the momentum is back. How about you? How's work going for you? I almost feel like I've created this whole practice now in my house. And so I'm pretty much just working out of a room in my house. And I don't feel totally back yet. But I actually don't know when I'll go back to my office. You haven't really been seeing anyone in person. No, and nobody has asked to come in yet. People are actually finding the luxury is to stay home and just hop on a Zoom call. I know that you have this eight-minute muscle relaxation download on your website, but is there anything you can give people like a tip or some kind of mantra Mm -hmm. or something that they could do at home right now? So what I want to leave you with, and I give this to every client, whether they are a hypnotherapy client or talk therapy client, is the power of suggestion and the power of positive thought. So what I do is I ask them to, when they're going to sleep, when they're in their bed, you're feeling extremely relaxed, you're like kind of on that place of where you're about to fall asleep. At that time, think of a positive statement for yourself. Think about somewhere you want to go. So if it is something in your athletic career, thinking I can run the 10 miles in 10 minutes, I can do this. I have the strength to run X amount of miles in X amount of time, or I am strong enough. Think of something, that goal. And when you're in bed, when you're relaxed, say that statement 10 times and then do it for about 10 days. And what you're doing is when you're relaxed, like we talked about, that critical mind is pushed to the side a bit on its own because you're in that very relaxed state. And then you're saying this positive mantra of somewhere you want to go or somewhere you believe you can go, but you have a little self-doubt, saying it 10 times in that state of mind can be extremely effective. And I love it because it'll take you 30 seconds, do it every night, and a lot of my clients swear by it. That's awesome. Well, thank you. This is so great. Thank you so much for, for sharing and for being on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks again for tuning in to Marnie on the Move. If you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social at Marnie on the Move for Facebook and Instagram and Marnie Salop on Twitter. Head over to our website, MarnieOnTheMove.com for more info on this episode, links in the show notes, and of course, sign up for our quarterly newsletter, The Download, to get updates, deals, giveaways, and information on future events for 2019. I want to hear from you. Email me, MarnieOnTheMove1 at gmail.com. And let me know what you're enjoying, what you want to hear more of. If you have questions for our guests, just reach out. 